Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. Lift heavy, sleep, and repeat. We call that our life cycle. Made a shirt about it, and it rings true with who we are as a podcast and a group. We are fortunate enough to have partnered with a company who can help us achieve one of those three key elements. Some sleep. They have a keto-friendly version of their delicious sleep aid drink, and we're loving it. It's a lightly flavored 8-ounce anti-energy drink. You drink it roughly 30 minutes before you're ready to go to sleep, and you'll feel it help you into a deep, restful, all-night sleep. It provides some helpful elements to do so, including magnesium, GABA, and melatonin. When combined, you have a powerful tool for getting the impactful sleep that you and I so frequently don't get in our technology-driven, fast-paced lives. You can find it at some retail stores, but you can also purchase it online and get it shipped to your door. When you do, use discount code TKMC10 and you'll not only be getting 10% off, but you'll be helping support the Keto Man's Club. You can find the link to their website by going to theketomansclub.com. We're thankful to Sam for partnering with us and we hope you'll benefit from use of their product the way we have so far. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Keto Man's Club podcast. My name is Chris and, well, I'm alone this week, uh, mainly because I'm trying to get this episode turned around. Our good friend uh, Colin Stuckard was uh, kind enough to uh, record with me, uh, honestly, almost two months back, and I've just been really bogged down with uh, life and work and everything else and slowed down on my ability to take time to actually do uh, editing on uh, this podcast because, well, I've been working on all the other ones. So that being said, today I am putting it together. It's a great conversation and I want to just get it out in the world. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and skip over all the extra fluff and stuff. We don't need to, to go over that, but I do want to give a quick reminder to our listeners and our viewers, please uh, do us a favor. If you haven't already subscribed or follow the podcast and whatever platform you normally use. If you haven't already, check out the YouTube channel and subscribe there for future videos. We aren't always going to post a video, but it is one of those things that we're going to do more and more of as uh, as as I have time to put them together. They do require a little bit more time. And uh, the other reminder is to remember to visit our website, theketomansclub.com. You can access all of our links, all of our uh, all of the ways to get in contact with us, uh, our web store for the merch like this TKMC T-shirt and uh, all of that. And so we've got all of that available at theketomansclub.com. So check that out. We would love to connect with you in any way that we can. Uh, and if you can do us a favor, uh, leave a review of uh, this episode. Uh, 
on whatever platform you can, whatever you listen to, Apple Podcasts is one of those primary ones where reviews are curated. And lastly, uh, if you find the conversation today with Colin uh, to be beneficial and you think that it might help someone else, please uh, remember to share this podcast with them and let them know, hey, this is out there. This is something that might be good for you. Uh, you might find it helpful, whatever. Um, the conversation today is with Colin Stuckard. He's the CEO and founder of Wild Foods. He has his own podcast, plural, um, and he's going to do a better job of introducing himself here in a minute. But he has a fantastic line of products that he's put out there that are designed around the absolute cleanest ingredients possible from the closest to their original source as possible. Started with whey, uh, whey protein isolate and then moved to coffee and has just built a fantastic lineup of uh, nutritional supplements and food items that can really add to the biohacking elements that you might be trying or be, be interested in trying in your life. Um, he gives a promo code later on in the conversation and we, um, we really appreciate him extending that, that offer to us here at the Keto Man's Club. So that being said, I won't drag this out any further than I already have. Let's get into my interview with my now friend, Colin Stuckard. Well, here we are. I've got uh, Colin Stuckard on the line, and it's my honor and my pleasure to get to to sit down Colin, with Colin and and be able to to have a, a little bit of a of a deeper chat one on one. We uh, recently got to meet face to face, even though I've been familiar with with Colin for quite a while uh, through Wild Foods and through the ketogenic community, specifically in Austin. Um, so I, I've I've followed Colin for quite a while, but we we got to meet in past. At a meetup, which was great. And now we get to sit down and, you know, have a bit of a chat, which this will be great. Colin, welcome to the Keto Man's Club. We're glad to have you. Um, let's start out with you giving a quick bio of who you are, your, the, the story of Wild Foods is, and kind of uh, your, your in-depth background. I know that that's on your podcast. I, I'll, I will try to find yeah, the link long. for that and put it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's 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 a little longer and drawn out. So I I will refer to that for the deep for the deep dive. But give give a give us a, a basic understanding of who you are, what you are, and and all that. Yeah, and I should say for the audience that we're actually standing. We're not sitting down talking. Oh, true, true. Yeah. <laughs> You're standing. I'm standing. So I thought we should point that out, right? <laughs> yeah, um, standing podcasts are the best. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I uh, grew up in Florida and, you know, standard American diet. Like when I was younger in high school, I wanted to get abs. I wanted to be fit. I wanted the girls to like me. And so uh, that started my journey into the gym and fitness, you know, realm. Because I've always been kind of skinny fat where like I looked lean, but I didn't have the abs like I wanted. Like I wanted that kind of 300 look, you know. And so 17 was my first membership at a gold's gym. And then that took me down two to three year journey of doing the typical like bodybuilding routine. And I remember specifically, it, I was actually at LA Fitness at the time, and I was reading a Men's Health magazine when, you know, back in the day before I kind of woke up to the reality of things. And I remember there being a link or a quote that kind of linked back to CrossFit, and it was about the 300 workout. So the movie The 300, you know, a lot of men probably remember, that was very pivotal for actually the CrossFit craze at the time and promoting that kind of lean abs look versus the old kind of like Arnold bodybuilder look. And so that appealed to me a lot because I knew I wasn't going to get big. I mean, I tried for years and I'm just a, a leaner guy. And so I was like, well, I could go that way. 
And actually, just funny enough, the way life works, happenstance and destiny and all that stuff, I booked a certification like a week later after just literally learning about this CrossFit thing and no idea what it was, just watching videos and just totally enamored by what I was seeing. Like, this is amazing. And so I booked a certification, no idea what that entailed, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Went over there, two-day two experience, changed my life. And I was like, holy crap, I think I could do this. And then that kind of led me into CrossFit, hardcore, uh, started a gym a year later, MMA gym, CrossFit gym, uh, did that for years. Then that brought me to the paleo diet, which was like probably one of the big stepping stones for making that connection between nutrition, health, and like having abs, being healthy, living a long time, all these different things. Uh, and it just made so much sense to me. It was just like, this is a first principle of biology and nutrition and nobody talks about it. Like it's not, it's not very popular. Like people are still buying this food pyramid paradigm, this nonsense. And it was very much like taking the red pill for nutrition for me, you know? And that led, you know, through my entrepreneurial journey, six years doing a gym uh, and just kind of like, well, you know, I love fitness, but I don't feel like I'm impacting as many people as I should. Uh, and I also feel like there's a lot of a focus on the fitness aspect of it and not as much focus on the nutrition aspect of it. But my passion was in food and cooking and ingredients. And that was where, I mean, the people that came to the gym that lost 40, 50 pounds over a few months, there's, those were the people that were doing the nutrition right. And then you obviously had the younger guys that just want to be like strong and fit and they can eat anything they want and drink beer in the weekend and they still get fit by doing CrossFit. I just feel like there was a little bit of a mismatch there. And so I was like, I need to evolve out of this. And I sold the business to my partner, packed up my car, moved to Austin, Texas, mostly because uh, I had some friends that went to Paleo FX every year, the big paleo convention. And they just talked about Austin being amazing and health conscious and all these different things. And I was like, well, I know I need to get out of Florida. People just don't get it here. And so I drove west. And I, I, I stayed basically. And while I was driving, I had the idea for wild foods, uh, kind of just like an idea, like a product idea. I didn't really have an idea for a company or doing a business or anything. I knew I was going to do something, but I didn't know what. And it just like one thing led to another. And, um, then wild foods started out of basically me trying to find a really good grass whey protein. Cause even today, like you go find protein on the shelf and you know, nothing about the cows or the milk or, or how it was made or where it's shipped or literally even to this day, supplements have almost no transparency whatsoever. And I was like, well, I want to literally know the farm where the, the milk is made. Uh, and most people don't even know that whey is made from milk, right? They don't know anything about that process. And so I wanted to kind of get deep into how that was made and, and all the different things. And I wanted to find the highest quality whey pr protein I could for myself because I became obsessed with the food I was eating I made that connection between ingredients and quality and health. And I wanted to live a long time and be healthy. And so it's going to come down to ingredients. And then that's kind of like wild foods from there took off and we can go into, you know, whichever rabbit hole you want. Absolutely. There. Absolutely. So, um, just to, to give more light to, to the, to, to wild foods, um, you, you, the, the idea that, it, well, and, and you started really small, like yes. you bought matches and you started selling them on Amazon, right? Just like you were packaging them in your apartment and all that type of stuff, right? Yeah, 40, 40 kilo or 20 kilogram bag, which is a 44 pound bag, this big white like bakery bag, like they get at like industrial bakers full of whey protein shipped to, to my door in Austin, Texas in my little apartment. I would take it in, I would cut it open, whey would go everywhere and I would literally pack one bag at a time and I started selling on Amazon. Amazon at the time was, you know, obviously up and coming wild west, uh, and it, people bought it. And then I was like, whoa, this is interesting. And then I just kind of kept repeating that process. And then I started launching new products. Uh, but the core ethos was maybe there's people that care about the quality of ingredients as much as I do. 
right? Yeah. And this was, again, this was like Dave Asprey with Bulletproof was kind of starting out. Like, this was very mm-hmm. early on for a lot of these movements. You know, this was before, like, Mark Sisson sells Primal whatever for $200 million to Big Food. Like, this was before anybody got into this stuff. And so I, I very much was right place, right time. But also I followed a passion and I solved the pain for myself, which is like entrepreneurship 101, you know? Uh, it was like, I want quality ingredients. I don't know what the, these other products in the market are doing. So maybe I can just buy it myself. And at the very least, I'll save in my cost per scoop. Like at the very least, I, I save money, yeah. right? So like, I can't lose here. And sure. then I started selling it and it was like, okay, then it took off. So uh, it was solving that pain of, I want to know where my supplements and foods come from. And then I want to control as much of that process as possible because I made the connection when I discovered paleo and I started thinking about you know, ancestral biology and evolutionary psychology and all these different things, I started making the connection that our modern food system is broken and backwards. So if I can get mm-hmm. as far away from that as possible, I'm probably going to find truth, right? And so it became, now I want to make make sure like what I'm actually ingesting from these companies is sourced properly. And, you know, when you get into the business of actually selling supplements, you realize how easy it actually is to cheat consumers if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And like how much of, like literally most of the stuff on the market is just garbage. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I guess it was just like following uh, that that passion slash problem solution, and that led me to where we're at today. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I again, I'm going to link to where you go in depth with some of your early partners um, that mm-hmm. that you kind of that your early employees that that, that uh, you know you sat down with them and did a podcast where you talked about how everything got started, and it, it's really encouraging, inspiring, and challenging to be able to see you, you know pick yourself up and like, we're going to do this and figure it out as you go. And uh, being an entrepreneur, being uh, of an entrepreneurial mind myself, I I love that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it gives me a little extra fuel in my, in my tank whenever I see that other people are doing it. So I know I can do it too. If I put the time into it and, and plant, you know, plant the right seeds and, and, and all of that. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, um, about diet, about paleo or whatever you're doing now, um, what variation it is, what, what's a day, a day in the life of eating like at this point years later? Yeah. So last year, uh, 2020, I, I noticed that, um, towards the end of 2019, we were actually moving out of Austin and I was eating out a little bit too much. I was in the kind of like, Oh, I work from a coffee shop and I don't really want to go home and cook. So I'll just like go to this restaurant or I'll get this or that or whatever. And my waistline was showing, right? Like I was, I was not as lean as I like to be. And I'm the type of person that like, if I see that in the mirror, I'm very honest with myself about it. I'm like, okay, this is you doing things, you know, you should be doing like, this is, there's no delusion about it whatsoever. I'm very brutally honest with myself. And I've also long ago made the connection that if I have more fat on my body than I want, it's because I'm not doing the work necessary to not have that fat there. Right. Like, like I have extreme hundred percent ownership and I don't buy into any of the things around like being a father or getting older or whatever. Like I think everyone can be as lean as they want if they're, if they just make the, the trade-offs sometimes it's a trade-off for sure, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be eating out because I know that I'm ingesting seed oils. I shouldn't be. So like, this was something I already knew that I needed to fix. It wasn't just because I wanted to get leaner. It was like, I know I shouldn't be eating seed oils or whatever else they're doing in the kitchen. I need to control the ingredients I'm sourcing and get back to the home cooking that I know is the the source of all long-term health and nutrition. Uh, It's just an unfortunate reality. And I've told friends this too. I have friends that they like to think of themselves as healthy, but they very much rely on restaurant food. And I've told them like, you literally cannot long-term be a healthy human living on restaurant food. It just, it's impossible to do. Yeah. Right. 
And it's just one of those things that I knew how to do. So we moved out of the country and then of course the lockdowns and all that stuff happened. So it definitely helped with that. And I decided to go full carnivore. Uh, Paul Saladino at the time was definitely promoting a little bit. We had him on the podcast. My other buddy, Logan Fusion Lean, he was doing it at mm-hmm. the time. And and I always thought like, oh, car- the idea of a carnivore diet is like, that's kind of cool, but maybe it's like a whole 30. It's like an elimination temporary thing. And then, so I did it and yeah, felt great. Simplified everything, leaned up, did all those different things. And then I started thinking about how I want to reintroduce foods because uh, I love food. I love cooking. I'm a foodie. I love, you know, fruits and uh, even sourdough bread every so often. I've definitely softened my stance on a lot of these foods, but that's also because the trade-off I've made is I'm eating most of these foods at home. And so again, this comes down to what are the trade-offs that you want to make in your diet? What goals are you trying to achieve? Because not everybody wants to be super lean. Some want to enjoy their food a little bit more. And I know that at times if I'm traveling and I put on a few pounds, I'm going to throw all that back when I get home because I know when I get home, I'm going to get back to my home-cooked routine, right? So again, everything's a trade-off. And I've decided that I want to be a little bit more flexible with the foods that I'm eating and have a little bit more variety. And as long as I'm cooking it and eating at home versus at a restaurant, I have way more leeway at getting away with that, right? Like if I buy a local thing of sourdough bread from the Austin farmer's market and I bring that home and I make my whatever I make with that versus if I just go to some restaurant and have their sourdough and have whatever else they have, it's it's almost night and day the difference. And you have way more leeway when you're cooking at home. And that's kind of the foundation of your, of your program. So what I'm doing today is basically breaking my fast every day at usually three to 5 PM, uh, with a steak and maybe some other protein if it's there, or like maybe some other thing, but I usually make that meal myself. So I don't really cook anything else. I just have a steak and that's it. And then I'll probably have a smaller meal later, either with the family's dinner or I'll just have some leftovers. And that usually includes like reheating some protein, and then having like if there's any leftover veggies or if there's some fruit I want to have or whatever we have in the fridge. And I'll just kind of I'll just do a, a little bit more of a variable, like as long as it's real food and I'm and I'm eating at home, then it's okay type of situation. And then the key with that program, which I recommend for everybody, is then the door becomes your entry point. So whatever food you let into that door of your house that is then in your pantry, in your fridge, it, you will eat it. Like <laughs> It will be game, right? And so I make sure that if I find myself eating too much bread or this or chocolate or whatever, I have to talk to Allison and be like, okay, we need to keep less of this in the house and we need to all kind of throttle back because it seems like the creep, like the the, the sugar creep comes in and the, and the grain creep comes in and you know the convenience creep of those tasty foods come in because that's the modern world we live in. And it always comes down to what you're letting in the house. Uh, so that's kind of my, my plan that I'm on right now. Sure. And that makes a lot of sense. And, and I, I will say from hearing your story, seeing you, your story and everything else like that, you've probably not had any past of, uh, metabolic dysfunction or anything like that. So you have more leeway too on a biological standpoint because you've been relatively healthy throughout your life. Whereas somebody like me, I got up to 280 at 35. I was definitely, I was pre-diabetic, insulin resistant, all of that type of stuff. I don't have that same leeway. I pretty much have to stay keto really strict and then mainly carnivore the majority of the time uh, with cheating with keto type thing where, where it's uh, in order to really get uh, dialed in and and really know that I'm, I'm doing what's best for my body. And so each one of us has to find what works for us, but I think you're absolutely right. Controlling what you bring into the house and making it yourself or that type of thing goes so far. 
Um, I know you're probably talking about a sourdough loaf from someplace like Easy Tiger, which is locally made, small, you know, small batch. You know yep. that they're using really high end ingredients in what they're doing. Yep. And so, yeah, and that's an Austin local brand. But yeah, you can get it. The, 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 uh, the, the the markets you can get you can go to the easy tiger store you can get it at whole foods or at at, at central market you know there there are places where you can get these really high end ingredients or ingredient based items mm-hmm. so you have that level of control you're not just taking the store brand yeah the mass you know, produced stuff loaf mass produced stuff right. that that you know there was no love that went into it yep. which makes a big difference, um, difference. or really you make does. it yourself and then it's yeah like. I have this idea that we could revolutionize nutrition in America if we could somehow create a brand around this one simple thing. You can eat it if you make it. Yep. Literally, if you bring it home and you make it from scratch, like if it's bread Mm -hmm. and it's got three ingredients, which I believe is water, flour, and like maybe salt or whatever. And if you made bread that way, you probably wouldn't be eating a ton of it because it's kind of labor intensive. Just like you wouldn't be making pasta from scratch every day with the pasta machine. But like maybe you have it once a month or whatever. I make tacos from scratch with, with organic blue corn masa and they're amazing. But- guess what? I don't end up having it every day. Like, you know, sure. it's just hard to make. It's labor intensive. So there's a little bit of a, a gap between wanting the thing and, and doing the work to get it. And that's like why if you bring it into your house and especially if it's in a package and all you do is tear mm-hmm. it open, you're going to eat it. Like there's just no, yeah. there's, there's nothing to stop you from doing that. So, yeah. Coming from a, a background of Christianity and believing the Bible, whenever I started thinking about paleo and ketogenic way of eating, what's clicked in my mind is, 2000 years ago, when you're talking about Jesus's time walking on the earth, what was he eating? Yes, there was bread. There, there, there was history of bread in, in the Old Testament back into the early prophets. But you hear that it's, it, it was made with oil and flour that was hand, hand ground, you know, that it was precious. It was a miracle when Elisha was provided day after day after day using the same amount of oil and the same amount of thing with, uh, with bread from the, from the widow. Like it, it was, it was miraculous and it was rare that they would have that on a regular basis because just like you're saying, it was labor intensive. So no wonder obesity is becoming such a, a big deal because we have these ingredients that are prolific and available at the drop of a dime. We have it set up now after a year and a half of stay at home, don't leave, uh, that we're, we're, hey, I want something. We get on our phones, we get on our iPads or our computers yeah, and it shows up at our door within minutes and somebody delivers like, that in their car and yeah. they, and then they spend their time. It's so bizarre to me, the idea of having food delivered like that. It, like it's I, like pizza I kind of get because it can kind of stay warm. But like mm. the idea of having food delivered from a restaurant is so insane and it's definitely not cost effective. <laughs> Probably doesn't save no. you a whole lot of time at the end of the day, right? Like yeah. it's just so insane that that's like the standard in our in our food right now. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm. Hoping that we will continue to see that shifting a little bit. I know that that for my wife and I, we've started returning to some of the restaurants in town and enjoying um, being out in in public again um, and being able to really uh, be able to to support restaurants in a local way because you know that they're getting hit a little bit with the extra fees and things like that from the delivery services. So it's really uh, good. And of course, we're we're trying to support 
local owned businesses as well, because that's that's a, a key to to our ethos is at least mine um, trying to support local and small, you know, small to medium sized businesses yep. as best as possible. Um, the chains are great and everything, but uh, they, they have plenty of money and they're getting it from everywhere. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, the offerings from Wild Foods because you started out with whey protein. Was coffee next? Yeah, coffee. So my idea was to do a local roasted coffee and tea line. And I found uh, a roaster here in Austin. They've been there fixture like 25 years they've been here and they still every morning roast in small batches, very, very high quality, organic, fair trade, all the, all the good stuff. And it was obviously delicious. And so I was like, okay, well I want to partner with these guys. And that was, uh, that, that brought like eight skews to the line and definitely helped round out the kind of brand so that you can have like your coffee, you can have your whey protein. And then of course, like Bulletproof coffee is popular at the time. Now it's more like a keto coffee, right? And Mm -hmm. then coincides with fasting and intermittent fasting and all these ideas that I was in my life I was doing and seeing tremendous benefit from. And I wanted to bring that to, to customers and, and build more of a brand around the idea that you should care about where your ingredients come from. You should get in the kitchen. You should control every thing that you put in your body, like the salt, the spice, the this, the oil, the that. And that is, I mean, it's the only real way you can control over the course of your life, like the results you get from your nutrition, because if you're trusting a corporation or, you know, restaurants every day, like you're not controlling what's going on there. And there's so much variety, uh, variability that can, that's happening. And it's, you are most likely ingesting things you shouldn't be on a regular basis. And like, I love restaurants too. And we eat out, you know, maybe once a week or whatever, but I treat it as exactly that. It's a treat. It's just a, it's like, like fun thing to do because I enjoy food and like sushi. I love sushi. So I'll do that. And but almost everything else at this point now, which is what I'm grateful for 2024, is I've really broken the desire to even want to eat out as much. And if I mm. do go somewhere, like if they have just steak, like, okay, that's great. Or like if I go to Chipotle in a bind, I'll have like just steak and pico or something simple, right? Like there's definitely yeah. ways to do this. I'm not saying all restaurant food is going to kill you, but restaurant food over the course of your life is probably going to kill you actually. <laughs> so you, you sure. really got to find the dose and find out what works for you. And, and balance always like obviously cost, convenience, health, balance all those different all those different things. Yeah. I have a, a friend who was going to, to five guys almost every day five guys. for, well, and, and they're great. They're, they're great Delicious. in a pinch. Whenever you, yep. when you need it, they'll, they'll give, you know, it's easy to get extra patties and they'll add extra ingredients, no problem, no charge and all of this type of stuff. It's really easy to get a burger bowl at five guys. Like yep. it's on the menu. It's just like a couple options. It's not that it's, it's really convenient, but the problem was, he he hit a stall and he could not break it we're talking about a nearly an over 400 pound man mm-hmm. who was trying his hardest eating at a caloric deficit all of these different things just because he's that big like he wasn't eating that much food he it wasn't even that he was working out he just he was that big and he needed that much food but he he was eating these items he removed that Started cooking things himself over the last, uh, at this point, six to seven months has been doing a strategic cut using a carnivore method, doing, you know, 99% carnivore, cutting out the sweeteners and all the extra stuff that, yep. that he had been allowing. He's constantly losing weight. He's constantly That's getting incredible. more, more healthy. He's, his doctors are reporting good things. His inflammation is down even further, even though he was keto already. Just 
dialing things in. So those seed oils, the the things that they put in the burger patties, the things that they use on the griddle to cook the burger, those yep. things add up with time. Yes. And so you, you again, every now and again, it's absolutely great. I love me some five guys myself, but it is one of those things. If you're doing it all the time, it can absolutely cause issues. Um, mm-hmm. So in the lineup of what Wild Foods has, you have a little bit of everything. I'm looking at the website right now to, to make sure that I don't miss anything important. I've done your fish oil pills. I've used your wild collagen peptides. I've done, I've, I've had cocotropic whenever I've been into the, into the cafe. I've done the cocoa butter. Uh, let's see the mushrooms. I've, uh, done the mic, uh, the 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 mix with everything in it um let's see the oh, i forget which one it was but basically you've got all sorts of different um uh, m- mushroom like reishi and shiga yep. and all sorts of great like uh nootropic items that are available and uh turmeric we have turmeric in the pantry to to use um and, and these are all products that, that I gladly use because I know that you are obsessive about the products. You will raise the price on a product if you need to to get the product, the quality of the product that you need. Yep. Versus or not raise the price and just take <laughs> or, less margin. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen it both ways from you guys. Right. You, you, the, the pricing is fair for what we're getting. So by by all means, um, that that is one of those things. You know, those things you have to you as a business owner have to weigh those things out. But as a yep being obsessed about the quality of the the product is absolutely so um uh, encouraging to me to make sure that I'm you know using these things that are good for us that are actually good and you have More salt you've got different vitamins K2 and D3 I think the next time that I'm due up to uh to uh get uh those two vitamins I'll probably get you guys because it's probably better source than the Amazon special that I've been getting um I, I I definitely don't get out enough so I need that D3 to uh to make sure and the, of course uh, yeah, vitamin yep, K sure. to accept or to help absorb it you even have cold charcoal capsules uh talk about those what 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 are those used for in a dietary or in a in a uh, biohacking sense yeah, I, I use that quite a bit actually. It's it's just one of those products that people don't really know about a lot. But so let's say you ingest uh, some poison or you overdose on something. They pump your stomach full of charcoal. Charcoal is, is it's such a fine powder that what it does is it binds to and envelops toxins and then helps pass them through your body. That's a very simple way of saying it. So uh, when I first when we first launched a product years ago, when I still kind of would have a drink every so often, I don't drink anymore, but I did an experiment where I took two caps. I think I took one cap before, one cap during, one cap after. And I had like two uh, soda water and tequilas, right? Which for me as someone who doesn't drink is is pretty aggressive actually, like two of those. And I okay. I didn't feel anything, like just literally nothing. And I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. So I take them now primarily if I'm eating at a restaurant. So if there's anything that's going to be coming in through the restaurant food that I don't want, you know, maybe the seed oils or whatever, uh, or just, just low quality ingredients, I'm going to take a few of those to help buffer my gut a little bit and help just ease it a bit. And I like to take them every so often just as a general, maybe like heavy metal, uh, pass through or detox. Um, and it's just, it, they're made from 
organic coconut shells. And what's really cool about this product is that the coconut farmers used to throw away these shells and have to just dispose of them because mm. they didn't have a commercial use for them. But then we found out that we could burn them down and make a fine charcoal. And now these small farmers are able to monetize a crop that would have been a waste product. So that's just another awesome way that you can recycle these ingredients. And I love hearing about farmers that are able to like sell everything that they can because that just creates a more sustainable farming production cycle agriculture etc so uh yeah it's just an amazing product and i have it in my car and we have it at home and you can also open the caps and you could put it in water if you don't want to take the caps you can actually brush your teeth with charcoal it's a whitening agent so it's just an amazing thing i mean coconut itself is an amazing like gift of nature right it's just one more example yeah. of that yeah, absolutely. It's where we get MCT oil from, and um, and it's it's great for cooking and and everything else, especially in the ketogenic world. That's really cool. It's it's a whole. Uh, it's it's nose to tail only. It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not. It's Coconut not an animal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not an animal. That's really cool. I didn't know that that you were getting it from from coconuts. That that's really fantastic. Yep. Um, let's see, what is golden milk? So that's a new product we came out with. That is a turmeric-based elixir. So, uh, you know, the golden milk drink is an Indian recipe that is usually coconut milk with turmeric and then spices. And the spices, you know, black pepper and you have some cardamom and things like that in there. And when it's not sweetened, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty mild or even potentially more of like a spice blend that you wouldn't want to drink. So we came out with a formulation that has a little bit of stevia in it that you can literally itself drink with water or milk if you want. And it's very tasty or you can like add it to smoothies or whatever. And it's just, it's just a, a really awesome, almost a coffee alternative or something that you could have at nighttime if you wanted like something at night to kind of wind down. Some people like doing that, like a nightcap. Um, yeah. And it's just a really awesome way to get more turmeric and some of those uh, spices in your diet. Very cool. Um, you also have some multivitamins, which I'm sure are, you know, designed yeah, and whole sourced. Food. Yeah, whole, whole, whole food sources. Yep. Um, I looked at the ingredient list, Adam, recently. And yes, these are expensive. They're nearly $40 for basically a month's worth. But for me, I'm... Got my container here, separate pills for all of this <laughs> yes, stuff, but smart. who knows what, where those come from? Because again, yep. I, I'm getting those different items from, you know, Amazon specials that I, you know, I try to stick with the same brand, but you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. So when I weigh the cost of a day's worth of that versus a multivitamin, that's actually like well-sourced. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go with the well-sourced item and take one, one or two pills a yeah, day versus the, the dose. Yes, yeah. That's a very good strategy. Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, really, um, some, the, the lineup here is, is really fantastic. And, um, it, it just, if you're, if you're watching or listening, definitely check out the website wildfoods.co for the full, full lineup of everything here. It's just, uh, really all of it's everything that I've had from, from wild foods has been fantastic. Um, that. yeah, the, the thing that I will say is some of this stuff, like what you're talking with, with the charcoal or with the, um, collagen or the turmeric, you're, those would be considered like biohacks in a lot of cases because you're using it to do specific things what other biohacking things are you doing uh on a irregular or regular basis to help uh just push your your health a, a little deeper and a little further yeah it's a good question uh like when i think about human health it's always from the ancestral perspective like that's again like the first principle for how to think about things so 
I love supplements and I love kind of functional foods like mushrooms and things like that. But I never, ever tell people that this is going to take, make up for a bad diet or a poor lifestyle or not getting vitamin D. Like for example, you mentioned the K2 and the D3. Like you should take that as a supplement to getting outside every freaking day if you can, right? Even if you go and get outside for 15 minutes, you know, it's not as a, it's not as a way to stay inside and prevent going outside. Like going outside is where you belong. So Again, it's like you should maybe that bottle could last you 90 days because maybe on days you're out in the sun for enough, you don't even need to take a cap, right? So I like to have a very uh, balanced approach to using supplements. I like to cycle supplements myself quite a bit. I like to increase sure. the potency of my body and I don't like to have my body get too um, – basically – I don't like the idea of my body getting too addicted to anything that's exogenous that's outside. I like to be able to be more internally driven and get things from my food and then use supplements strategically to kind of maybe boost for certain maybe recovery or this or improve my sleep a little bit, you know, or and or to make up for certain things in our standard American food just isn't there like magnesium and zinc and some of these other things like are just not there. And so like, that's why I like the multi, cause I can just have a full spectrum of things almost as nutritional insurance. But again, I don't take the wild multi every single day. Mm-hmm. I usually think about like days where I might have lower energy or maybe the past couple of days I didn't eat that great. So I didn't get a lot of nutrition is in cause I ate like some gluten-free pizza last night. So then I'll slip a wild multi in to maybe, maybe get a little bit of boost mm-hmm. here and there. Right. So again, supplements are supposed to supplement. So as far as biohack goes, biohacks are just basically the foundation of what every, every man should be doing. Every man and woman and child getting outside, yeah. moving, so I like to do a 30 minute walk in the sun with my shirt off, listening to an audiobook. I'm getting multiple things done. Do that every single day. It'll change your life, right? In- improve your mood, whatever. You could also just walk in nature and kind of do a meditative experience. It's amazing. I do a lot of red light. I got a red light machine right here by me. I also found a red light desktop machine. That's a small version. It was a hundred dollars on Amazon. The thing is amazing. I highly recommend that. And I, yeah, because I, I'm on a screen. I'm going to want to link for that one. <laughs> I'll send you that to you for sure. It's amazing. And I've noticed some eye strain issues lately. And obviously being in front of a screen, artificial light being inside, this is just unfortunately the mismatched environment we're in. So using red light is definitely helping with that. I've noticed for sure. And it also helps with sleep and mood. Uh, you know, as far as those things, like I don't like hacks are just, again, if um, until you're super lean, competing at the Olympic level. I don't even know if people really need hacks. They just need a foundational approach to everything. You need a holistic approach that kind of checks all the boxes or at least as much of them as much as possible. Right. And so what I like to think about with my, uh, wild routine, whether I'm doing coffee one day or whether I'm doing cocotropic instead, or when I'm doing the multi, I'm adding those in strategically. And I'm trying to use those as kind of uh, pillars for connecting my, my, my uh, lifestyle. Like, so making sure that I'm at home to eat my meal. So then I can then take my fish oil with my meal. And then maybe on with a meal, when I have fish, I don't actually have fish oil. Like if I'm eating salmon, I'm not going to have fish oil at the same time. Right. So I'm always trying to spread these things out and just kind of um, manage cost, but also just like manage uh, holistic naturalness. Right. Because again, like we are bringing things outside of our body inside, which is in a way it is unnatural. Now, like there's a time and place for that. And I just, I just don't like to being too reliant on anything that's outside my biology. I like to say mother nature knows best. My biology knows best. So if I keep treating it and listening to it and paying attention that the, the other stuff kind of figures itself out. Uh, yeah. and yeah, it's amazing what you can do when you just get in touch with your nature and let your body take over. Absolutely. I 100% agree. I think that, uh, 
we have to get we have to rid ourselves of all the toxins all the the things that we've added to our bodies to to distract us and cause issues but once we do and we eliminate all of that like you did with the with the uh the carnivore and what i've done with carnivore taking everything out of it and like the only thing that i included when i was doing the carnivore cut was just to make sure that i had enough protein that i was getting in for my day i did have some some whey protein but i made sure that it was as few ingredients as possible it wasn't like all souped up with a whole lot of artificial and and junk in it it was it was good stuff in fact i'm pretty sure that i've had wild whey as a part of one ingredient of that it's one yeah, ingredient. One ingredient. Grass yeah. and whey protein. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, that was the only thing that I was letting in was just a very few, very controlled yep. uh, ingredients other than animal protein, uh, animal protein and fat. And that helps us hear what our body is saying and let our body do what it needs to do. We get out. It, it's, it, it sets us aside to, to, and gets out of our own way in that regard. So absolutely. Yep. I, I agree with, with all of that. And, and I think the red light thing is absolutely important. I, these lenses that I've got on, um, they are blue light filtering. Mm. Um, they're also transition lenses so that as soon as I step outside, they start to, to darken down. So my eyes aren't mm. getting completely over, overblown by by midday sun um which in austin texas when it's not cloudy like it has been for the last month uh it, it can get pretty pretty oppressive sometimes um and uh, then you you can see in my office i've got the blue and the red lights behind me uh, i've got full control of all the lighting in this room to to the point where i can tell you know, tell my Google device or, or use the app to control and set those exactly to the brightness that I want so that I can lower the brightness of my display that I can lower, uh, you know, and I can put things in night mode so that, you know, in the last half of my day, whenever I'm working until 1030 PM yeah, staring yeah. at my screens, I can actually, you know, still not completely throw off my circadian rhythm, even though it's completely off, um, yeah. and things like that. So doing little things like, light red light exposure and again that desktop unit a hundred dollars that's so cheap in comparison to the the red light units that are several thousand dollars for heck the same size mm-hmm. um there it, it's pretty uh, that i'm glad that those devices are becoming more prolific yeah, the market's and more, pushing the price more accessible more competition yep that's the beauty of capitalism yep. that most people don't realize is like it brings more <laughs> products to more people for less money that's what a deflationary environment yeah. is that's what capitalism does best Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, let's start winding down. You've, you've been very generous with your time and I want to make sure that we respect that as best as we can. Any other things that, that we need to, uh, talk about that, that I haven't brought up. What are some of the most common questions you get from men? Maybe a couple. Well, an answer. Yeah. Um, I think in this, in, in this case, a general question that, that we, that we try to answer regularly because it gets, it gets asked in one form or another regularly is, uh, you know, how do I achieve real health? What, what makes, what, you know, what can I do as a man to, to get to my healthiest state? We've got 4,500 people in our two Facebook groups that, uh, between, you know, everything from beginners to multi-year veterans of the ketogenic diet. And, um, we're all trying to see what what are those key things that we need to do because there's a lot of things that we can do. We know yep. that we can, but what do we need to do? 
Yeah. So first principles approach. Again, this gets back to the ancestral perspective and understanding uh, just humans in human nature. Okay. So I keep it very simple. I just kind of go through the list that the thing is though, you tell somebody this list and a lot of the things that they've already, they already know. And so maybe they don't take it as serious as they should. Okay. At the top of the list is real food cooked at home, right? We talked about that. that that's really number one. I mean, you, you almost mm -hmm. can't do anything outside of that uh, to make up for that if that's not there, right? The second thing though, that's very close. And for some people might even take slightly priority is sleep. If you haven't optimized your sleep routine, if you don't have like sound machines or blackout curtains, or like, if you want like the chili pad stuff, like if you're not doing things to make sure that you're getting a lot of sleep uh, and also paying attention to your sleep. So like, if you're not getting good sleep for a week, what, why is that the case? Are you in artificial light too early? Are you watching screens too much at night? Or you're not using like blue light blocking things or like F.Lux app or going in night sh shift on your phone, things like that. Um, are you watching movies that are just too engaging, keeping you up? Like maybe get a Kindle and read, you know, maybe use candles, low light. I actually have in my bathroom, we have an orange bulb. And so it's got mm. four bulbs I could, I could, I could turn on. I, t I only screw in one of them. So it's very low light. It's also orange. You can go very extreme and do a red light bulb where there's no blue light at all. Sure. Sleep is so freaking important. So really it's sleep and food are the foundation, but there is a couple, there are a couple other things. And, uh, as we record this in 2021, we actually have an epidemic of this. It's a loneliness epidemic. It's a lack of mm -hmm. connection. It's us trying to substitute connection through a device or a screen or through texting even worse. And then like pretending that we have relationships with people, even though we see them once a year, twice a year, we don't, or, or, or it's awkward to call them on the phone or like any of this crazy, these crazy side effects of this phone-based, screen-based, hyper-connected world. Like we have all of yeah. these unintended consequences that are having real negative effects on our health and especially young young children and adolescents and teenagers with suicides on the on the rise. I'm obviously childhood, childhood obesity is on the rise, but like this is a very big thing. And I would probably say it's probably the third pillar that you don't hear people talk about a lot because it's hard to like offer actionable advice. Like I would say, I mean, just prioritize getting in person with people and connecting with them and hugging them and touching them and having conversations with them and laughing with them and sometimes arguing with them and just like get that human experience back and avoid substituting screens and games and Netflix and porn and all these other things for that. Because it's, I mean, for some people, it could be like the very thing that's holding them back. Also the weight loss efforts, like stress and anxiety and all these things, mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge, huge block for actually burning off fat in your frame. Like your body, when it's out of whack mentally, it will be out of whack physically too. You really have to have a symbiotic relationship between body and mind and you improve one, you improve the other, like everything's connected. So I would just say like, find some meetups, find some community, like do something like volunteer, like do something you can, whether you have a big family, small family, or whether your family's a pain in the ass, it doesn't matter. You need to take what you can that's best. Uh, and, yeah. and then maybe if you do have the pain in the ass family, maybe uh, get into stoicism and like learn how to actually accept people and become a little less judgmental, a little less just, you know, idealistic. I see that a lot in people. They, they think people have to be perfect for them to spend time with them. I'm like, if that's your perspective on people, you're not going to have any friends or family, like, because nobody's perfect. <laughs> We're all flawed, right? So yeah. I would definitely say sleep, uh, food and community are the, the if you if you're lacking any one of those areas no supplement no hack no this no that mm -hmm. literally none of that matters get the foundation down and then you build everything on top of that that's your foundation i think those are wise words i uh i think that's a, a great great way to to look at it and get started
How can people connect with you online? Um, what other links do we need to know about? Uh, my main website, my blog is colin.coach. That's one L, colin.coach. And then you can obviously find Wild Foods, wildfoods.co. And I do have a special code. If you use the code WILDCEO, you'll get 12% off. And that code is good for life. You can use it every order. Um, I'm on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Like if you just go to my website, you'll find the different places. And then definitely check out the the Better Human podcast, which you can also get there. And also I'm launching a podcast for men very soon, the Better Man podcast. So you can actually get on that list over at morebettermen.com. There'll be more about mindset and just how to be a man and like resisting some of the emasculation that's happening in our society and how to think for yourself yeah. and, you know, how to just be a man, what a man actually yeah. is. <laughs> Absolutely. I, uh, I know you had strong opinions about all of that, but I also knew that that would be an hour long podcast by itself <laughs> or two hours yes, <laughs> or two or, 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 or further. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I, I, I figured, uh, you know, might, might as well, uh, kind of skirt that that side of things for now um definitely that will be an awesome resource whenever you finally get that out in into the wild um really so, into the wild it's a good name yep. uh so uh thank you so much for taking the time to to hang out with Appreciate me it. and and talk a bit i think this will be an immense value to our, our our listeners and viewers and we will uh definitely be um in contact again who knows we, we might have to have you I, I i have an idea for doing a panel at some point yeah let's do that anything diff- let's, listen, yeah this is i love this stuff let's just do it you know yep anytime. absolutely Absolutely. Okay, Colin, thank you so much for for hanging out with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thanks. 